from Capital Public Radio in Sacramento. This is Insight. I'm Beth Ruyak. As this is day one of the impeachment trial of President Donald J. Trump, we are not coming to you live, but thank you for finding us online or by podcast at capradio.org slash insight. We will continue posting new content for the duration of this trial. Let's get right to a conversation with Ken Rudin, the political junkie. For all that we don't know about this trial, we do know that the timing is going to be pushed to try to finish in time for the president's scheduled State of the Union message. So, hello, Ken. We are beginning at the beginning. The beginning, yes, we know what the beginning is going to be like. We have no idea what the rest of it is going to be like. It's going to be... (laughs) Unlike any other impeachment trial, I mean, I know you and I barely remember Andrew Johnson, but of course, Nixon and Clinton, and and Nixon never even got to an impeachment trial. Bill Clinton did, but this seems completely different than anything we've ever seen. So this day, January 21st, 2020, will now become a most notable day in political history. Ken, let's start by talking about impeachment about the heaviness of that word, what it has meant, and what it means right now. Well, the fact is, is that we've only had two presidents, now three in history, who have been impeached by the House. It, it shows it's a very significant and damning uh, conclusion that the, that the president has, uh, uh, you know, abused his powers, uh, has uh, high crimes and misdemeanor, uh, misdemeanors, and that is that is, you know, that cannot be taken away, no matter what happens in the Senate. The fact is, though, that as 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 enraged as President Trump has been over the House action in impeaching the president. It's almost looked at as as, as almost like a a partisan uh, uh, effort by Democrats to overturn the 2016 election. And it's not a big deal, should not be taken seriously. And the president feels that in some ways it might even bolster his case for re-election later this year. And that's what's so remarkable about it, because impeachment was, a, you think of all the criticism that presidents have gone through over the years. Think of, think of you know, Roosevelt with, 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 uh, dur- dur- during the days leading up to World War II, Harry Truman seizing the steel mills, uh, Richard, uh, um, uh, Gerald Ford and, and George Bush with Iran-Contra. There's always been arguments that the president has gone too far but impeachment was always one of those solemn moments that were rarely, rarely taken by Congress, whether it's a Democratic president, Republican president, Democratic Congress, Republican Congress. This has been done because of all, because of basically what the president has been accused of doing, and that is holding up aid to a, to a foreign country in order to get them to uh, investigate one of President Trump's rivals, potential rivals in the 2020 election, using that to to bolster his re-election. And that, to many Democrats' eyes and ears, was a step too far and an abuse of power. So that these are significant, serious charges being leveled against the president. Republicans don't see it as serious. They see it basically as a show, as a hoax, and something that should be dismissed quickly. If we didn't go any farther than today, based on what has happened and what we know through the House impeachment process. Do you think history would look at this impeachment because of the actions, the the articles of impeachment? Or do you think history might also weight just as heavily the politics of the time, which is the argument that the Republicans are making? Well, that's a great question. Obviously, we can't answer that for a long time to come. And that's what's amazing about 
the look, you know, looking at the present versus the future. I mean, when Harry Truman was the, towards the last couple of years of Harry Truman's presidency, his numbers were in the toilet, one of the lowest presidential approval ratings of ever, ever in history. And when you think of Harry Truman today, everybody says, wow, what a great president, yeah, yeah. what a strong leader right. and things like that. So who knows what the future is going to be like? But basically, if you look at President Trump from the day he was sworn in in January of 2017, there have been actions taken by the president, words said by the president, that basically you can make the case that no president in history has ever done or said before. And while some Republicans say that the Democrats have been trying to impeach him from day one, and some Democrats probably have been trying to impeach him from day one, there is the argument, and it's laid out in the House arguments, uh, House impeachment case, the House manager's case, that the president has just committed so many acts that he does not deserve, forget about waiting for the 20, uh, 2020 election, he should be removed, uh, 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 convicted in the Senate and removed from office. Not everybody agrees with that. The country is basically split. And if there's any, you know, it may be the country may be 52, 48 in favor of impeachment, which to me sounds like the country is split in two. You know, with Richard Nixon, I think the, the country felt that he had committed uh, terrible acts, illegal acts, and deserved to be removed from office. And in fact, he resigned before he would have been removed from office. With Bill Clinton, the, the feeling was that as repugnant as what Bill Clinton did in his personal life, they were hardly the reason to remove him from office. And even the Republican-controlled Senate, they couldn't get a majority, let alone a two-thirds mm. vote, to remove him from office. This one is trickier because mm -hmm. if you look at the Democrats' argument, there are serious allegations being made about the president's conduct and behavior in foreign policy, in abuse of his office, in, 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 in blocking information getting to Congress. And yet, if you talk to the other party, the Republican Party, saying it's just political stuff, it's retribution, and it's just a, it's just a hoax, it's remarkable to see how split the country is and how convinced both sides are of the rightness uh, of, of their case. I am talking with Ken Rudin, the political junkie. And Ken, you and I should note that this conversation is being recorded just before Senate Leader Mitch McConnell is scheduled to make remarks what also has to happen today is that the rules resolution will be voted on. Those rules came out over the weekend, um, a four-page organizing plan, which says that each legal team will have 24 hours over two days for opening arguments, and then senators may question the parties for a period of time not to exceed 16 hours what do you make of this? I said it was already a fast-track plan compared to 1999. Well, that's absolutely true. Now, for all the precedent that Mitch McConnell says he's adhering to, uh, going back to the Clinton impeachment uh, Senate trial in 1999, the fact is that he wants it, and the White House wants this done as quickly as possible. And, of course, that means no witnesses, no extra uh, evidence. Uh, what Mitch McConnell is trying to do and which Chuck Schumer, the Democratic leader in the Senate, object is objecting to is the fact that there is the fact that he wants to rush it through, uh, get, get as little damning evidence and damning testimony out there and have this all wrapped up within a couple of weeks. And certainly, as you say, before the president's State of the Union message. But uh, for the Democrats, they just think this is just remarkable. How could you not want uh, uh, the admission of witnesses and further evidence if it can prove their case. 
the Republicans are in some ways are not interested in the Democrats proving their case. They want to say that with the evidence we have so far, what the House has brought to the Senate, it does not warrant removal from office. Mitch McConnell knows that. Mitch McConnell, you know, in some ways is the most powerful person in the country because he could allow these witnesses to, uh, to, to be heard. He could allow more evidence to be brought into uh, the conversation, and he's not doing that. And it just shows that for all the talk about how important the electing a next president is in November, control of the Senate is equally important, if not more so. What about these dates that are out there? February 3rd, the start of the primary season with the Iowa caucus. February 4th, the scheduled State of the Union. You know, should those dates be carrying, those events be carrying weight um, enough to prompt hurrying up the trial? Well, you know, something, uh, I mean, look, you know, uh, we were in the middle of the Second World War in 1944 when we still had a presidential election. So some things keeps going on, keeps going on. I mean, of course, Ronald Reagan uh, postponed the State of the Union in, I think it was 1986 because of the Challenger tragedy. Uh, So that's not set in stone. But really, the thing is, he would like it, he he would not like an aunt, he, uh, Mitch McConnell, and certainly the president as well, would not like an ongoing trial. Uh, forget about what the Democrats are going through with their uh, Iowa caucus on February 3rd and then the um, uh, New Hampshire primary eight days later. But they would love to have a, 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 um, an acquitted President Trump uh, talk to Congress uh, in a State of the Union address rather than have a president who is still being denounced or defended on the Senate floor. I am talking to Ken Rudin, the political junkie. Let's get into the Trump legal team a little bit. Some recognizable names from other high-profile events, including that 1999 impeachment trial of Bill Clinton. We have Ken Starr in the mix on the side of President Trump. You know, I mean, it's it, it's just remarkable to hear to hear. You know, you hear away from Ken Starr for one second to hear Lindsey Graham talk about how despicable uh, President Clinton's conduct was uh, during the 1999 Senate trial. And it was despicable, but calling for the impeachment while defending the president, which in my view, uh, whose actions are far more odious uh, than what, what Clinton was accused of. But you have Ken Starr, who basically who once upon a time was looking at the president for some land, shady land deals or allegedly shady land deals in Arkansas that suddenly became a, 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 um, basically a question of his moral standing. And so it became about Paula Jones and, and, and Monica Lewinsky and other women who the president is accused of, 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 of having affairs with. Uh, again, repulsive behavior, yes, but, but the, the, the American people feel that it was impeachable? Absolutely not. And neither did the Republican Senate. There was uh, two votes on two articles of impeachment on Bill Clinton. One vote was 55-45 against uh, a conviction with 10 Republicans voting no. And there was another one that was uh, 50-50, which had five Republicans voting no. Here, the thought of uh, any Republican voting uh, yes on impeaching a Republican president seems far-fetched or at least uh, dubious. 
you're not we all know everybody knows that no matter even if there is evidence that is going to be brought up even if there is going to be witnesses being brought to, to, to the trial nobody thinks you're going to get 20 republicans to vote for conviction in the senate if you get one or two or three that would be a lot obviously mitch mcconnell and the republicans want it to be zero but it is remarkable that the arguments that ken starr was making back in 1999 is turned on its head in uh, in in, two, in 2020 mm -hmm. and the other high profile person on on the Trump defense team Alan Dershowitz was once you know the liberals favorite liberal he was he was fighting for against the death penalty and he was talking and he was a member of the ACLU and now he's making the argument that well you know this is not impeachable no crime was being co was committed by president trump he may have his own views about foreign policy but he didn't break the law and this is completely opposite what uh, alan dershowitz was arguing about during the, the clinton testimony and the clinton impeachment Today is day one of the impeachment trial of President Trump, and you can follow NPR's special coverage of the trial, Gavel to Gavel, on CAP Radio. Uh, among the questions that still are out there is whether we'll hear from any witnesses, which witnesses might we hear from. Devin Nunes's name has come up, certainly Lev Parnas's name. What do you expect, Ken? Are, are we going to hear public testimony as opposed to behind closed doors if witnesses do testify? Well, that's a great question. And of course, uh, it won't be answered until next week, most likely. But here's the thing. The Democrats would love to have witnesses. Uh, they, they talked about John Bolton, President Trump's former national security advisor, who may know a lot about his dealings with Ukraine that has not uh, reached public, the public yet. Uh, Bolton says if he's subpoenaed, he'd love to testify. Democrats would love to have him testify, although it's interesting that they didn't, uh, didn't subpoena him during the House uh, inquiry. But having said that, the Republicans will st still insist that you need a vote, a majority of the vote in the Senate to to allow witnesses. And if John Bolton, if there are four Republicans who join the Democrats to support witnesses, and if it's John Bolton, the latest uh, 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 gambit by the Republicans is that, well, maybe John Bolton should testify in private because he has national security right. secrets. I mean, this is, look, don't, don't put anything past Mitch McConnell. He will do whatever he can to defend the president. Again, a lot has to do with the way the, the, the Senate votes and what Republicans will come forward. But there'll be no witnesses if, they, if, there, if there are not four Republicans to say we want witnesses. And even if there are witnesses, even if there are People like, let's just, just say the Democrats are demanding the uh, Mick Mulvaney's and the Mike Pompeo's, mm -hmm. who, of course, the, the president will keep from testifying. But the Republicans say, OK, if the Democrats get their witness list, why not bring Joe Biden? Why not bring Hunter Biden? Why not bring, um, you know, Devin Nunes, who, who could argue on the president's behalf? A lot of this is extraneous. A lot of this is just uh, just basically showing what the Republicans feel about this trial. And that is it's a circus. It's not as serious. And therefore, we shouldn't dignify it by being serious. Well, with each day, even with each session, morning and afternoon, we're going to find out more about this. And the goal is to have it carried out six days a week. So maybe at this point, there's more unknown than known can. But our conversations will continue. Um, if you have a final thought, um, I know you're not in the prediction business, but a final expectation of what this might bring. This is the moment to um, share it with us. 
<laughs> I think my final thought here is for all the arguments being made, the, the, the jury is ultimately not going to be the 100 senators who will be in attendance. It will be the American electorate on November 3rd. And that's really going to be the answer because nobody thinks the president is going to be uh, convicted and removed from office. The question is, how, is the, how are the American people going to see this and how will it affect, if at all, their vote in November? All right, Ken, thank you so much for your time, the conversation, and the dip into history. I appreciate it. Thank you. He is Ken Rudin, the political junkie. Stay with Cap Radio all day for NPR's gavel-to-gavel coverage of the Senate impeachment trial. Afterwards, you'll get analysis from NPR, plus local and statewide news from Cap Radio. And you can find more of insight online and by podcast at capradio.org slash insight. You're listening to Insight on Cap Radio. <laughs>